Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Online Marketing for Life, and that's the number four. Okay, well we're getting close to coming up with a new name for this podcast. I think I have just uh, a couple of uh, recordings until I reach 300 recordings. So I figured that'd be a time, good time to jump ship, so to speak. Same type of content. I just think it's a bit more uh, appropriate uh, from an inspirational level as opposed to an online marketing level. Uh, I, I provide more feedback from a motivational personal development uh, aspect. At least I would think so. So this morning I had a funeral to attend. It was a private funeral for just uh, family and very dear friends. And uh, it was my dad's brother. Uh, His uh, previous brother had passed away maybe two weeks before. So that was troubling in and of itself. My dad was the youngest of 11. So he had 10 siblings, uh, of which nine have passed away. Uh, My dad is 77 years old, and my aunt, who's older than my dad, but I don't know if she's 80 yet or what. She is the last surviving uh, sibling. Uh, as Well, I shouldn't say that. I just kind of jinx my dad. But th- those two are the last surviving um, siblings. And... and People say that, you know, weddings and funerals is really the only time you catch up with people you haven't seen in a long time. Uh, and, and that is true. But, you know, it, it's a good thing, I think. You know, um, as heart-wrenching and difficult as death is, um, it, it's difficult for us. And we don't know the the difficulty in the afterlife. But not getting into a philosophical, theological uh, discussion, I I wanted to to mention that when I was at the funeral, there were four siblings uh, of my Uncle Louie. There were three girls and the oldest boy. And we're all around uh, the same age. And it was nice to catch up with them and talking about their lives. But but funny, it's about our kids' lives and what your kids are up to and where they're going to college and what they're doing. And it's I'm just like, where the heck did the time go when we were our parents, basically, or older than our parents? And my cousin... I had asked her how she's doing, and I said it was nice that you were all there when he passed. 
And she said, I had gone home earlier that day, 40 minutes away. And she said, I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't take the hospice waiting game. And she said, I then broke down and decided to come back. And in doing so, I got a call a mile away from my dad's house that he was um, getting ready to, to pass away. So all, f all four siblings were there, and it was a nice touch for them. But what I told my cousin, I said, what's nice about the fact that your dad has passed to a better place, we anticipate. Your dad was a good guy. Uh, we don't anticipate the fact that he would be suffering for any length of time, but in any effect, you can talk to your dad anytime you want to now. You don't have to wait till the morning or wait till a better opportune time. You can chat with him. And I said you can also chat with God as well. God will have uh, some, some spiritual insight for you. Uh, as well. So we need to learn um, this. And, and I say we, as I look in the mirror to myself, as I speak to you all, we need to come to an understanding of, of, of acceptance, tolerance, um, you know, difficulty, and that things will be okay as long as we think they'll be okay. Nothing beats hopefulness when it comes to our future. So I said it's okay that you're sad and very upset by the passing of your dad. I know your mom passed when you were 11 in 1980. But this is a different sting, so to speak. And I said it's okay to feel the hurt, to feel perhaps the anger and the, the, the hurt that you're going through. I said, but in three weeks from now, you'll be flying high. I said, but in four weeks, you may be back down low. Anticipation is the key. You know, knowing that you, you may not be feeling too well, is much easier than going into it thinking that you're going to be flying high. So, you know, just a little bereavement <laughs> talk for everybody um, on this uh, wonderful day. I started off with Darren Hardy today, his Darren Daily video uh, episode. How to be a better CEO. Yeah, you. We're all CEOs. 
And, you know, managers try to find answers, but leaders ask great questions. And it's the absolute truth, you know, in that regard. Uh, but it, it goes a little deeper than that, you know. Uh, finding answers, asking questions are, are, are good and all, but in order to perform well, you must feel well. You must express that. I work for myself. So I'm like, I don't need to watch this episode. That's not the case at all. This is from sole proprietors to, you know, mega Fortune 500 companies. You know, the, the three-step action plan for this is to identify, you know, what is the focus of the conversation? What do we want to accomplish? That's key. Believe it or not, you'd be surprised at how many folks really don't know uh, what they want to accomplish. And companies struggle sometimes as to what they really want to accomplish. Uh, the second step is redirect. Start redirecting and ask better questions. Because when you ask better questions, you'll get better answers, right? But what that turns into being when you ask better questions, you must be a better listener. And that really resonated with me. Being a better listener is more important than asking a great question. If you don't listen to the answer, what good is it? And finally, the third step is lead. Be the example. As the leader, you go first. You know, and it's funny getting into God again. But, you know, Jesus in the gospel said that those of you that want to be first must be the servant of all. And that's the meaning behind washing of the feet. You know, he got down on his knees and washed all the apostles' feet in symbolism of what they must do for others. So that can be very difficult for some humility. Um, you know, even playing a card game or a simple conversation with a neighbor, hum humility, pride, they can get the best of us. So we need to, to recognize that. And then uh, Darren asked a question, which I was hoping there was no questions, but there was. And it wasn't an easy one. What is your desired state of emotions? You know, and I think we all want to be fun and happy, but can you have have it all, you know, uh, and, and the answer is yes, but the secondary answer is no, uh, until you establish a few things. 
you know, and, you know, if you just want to have a, a fun time and enjoy yourself, there's, there's nothing wrong with, with having a business uh, that, that does that and that sustains itself. That's fine. But if you want to earn uh, a consistent income and, and be uh, constantly uh, ahead of the game, you know, I think you'd need to shift the mentality from a hobby mindset to a business mindset. And in doing that, find out what you are best at. And that emotion will be basically highlighted uh, in that respect, you know. Um, if you want to be a race car driver, you know, the emotion of exhilaration, you know, that, that can be, that can be the case. So, you know, my desired state of emotion, I, I, I'm at a, I don't want to say a crossroads because I'm really not, I, I know what I want and that is to, um, enter into, you know, the life coaching aspect of things with really uh, helping people out in a um, lifestyle type way as opposed to just a make money online uh, type of way, which, which is still good and I'm still doing. Uh, but I can get more fulfillment out of the life coaching followed by the public speaking aspect. That gives me an exhilaration, and it gives me a, a, a passion of truly um, you know, transcending, um, transforming, changing people's lives, uh, and, and and that's difficult to say as someone that has not done much formal uh, public speaking. But that's how strong I am about it. Backed with my faith. My faith in God and Jesus and the sacraments that I receive. Uh, that, to me, uh, goes hand in hand as to what I should be doing. We will see how things go. And the next thing that came up was give without remembering and always receive without forgetting. And that's pretty poignant. Give without remembering and always receive without forgetting. And Insight of the day is where I get that from. I, I probably get the best quotes from that site. Uh, it really is a, a good one. The dynamic Catholic um, verse of the day or news of the day. The good that we do does not just say does this not does not just stay with us, but is mysteriously connected to those around us. 
And that goes for the bad as well. But the good that we do, it, it doesn't just stay within what, what we've done. It affects other people. And it has a um, trickle-down effect, if you will. And that's, that's important. You know, um, there was a video titled Running on Empty. It's a weekly video, different titles every week. But, you know, change your life, change your habits. You know, it's as simple as that. If you want to um, get gingivitis, stop flossing your teeth. For a couple weeks. I was sick with COVID, as some of you know, and um, you know, not only did I not floss, but I barely brushed my, my teeth when I was quarantined for 15 days by my wife uh, specifically. But the other day, I, you know, was brushing my teeth, getting back into my routine, brushing my teeth, grabbed the flosser, boom, boom, bang, bang, boom. And I, you know, spit it into the sink. I'm like, what the heck's all this blood? And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's probably because I haven't flossed in a couple weeks. So, you know, uh, you want a different result, you know, change the habit. Change the habit of not flossing your teeth and, and see what happens. Um, you know, so change your life habit and you'll change your life <laughs> in that respect. So it's, it's important to know that. And now I wanted to share, um, not so much a story, but a, a way of life, an observation, law of nature, if you will. There is a river uh, that runs dry throughout the year but also becomes very full and fertile. Fertile, the correct word that I'm looking for? Who knows? Um, but it's not futile. It's becomes, I don't know, lot, lots of animals swim in it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so anyhow, there's, there's times of, of drought and there's times of of, of rain, if you will. And, um, you know, naturally during the dry times, uh, there's opportunity. And when it's full of water, there are other opportunities. But these animals know by instinct when there would be a famine and when there would be rain. They know enough to a skedaddle, if you will. Uh, they get out of dodge when the water's drying up, and they know to uh, come back in when it fills up. So, some of the animals, um, you know, left upriver, and some of the, some on the green grass. But the tortoise buried himself in the dry 
riverbed. And the tortoise said, I'm going to wait it out. I've lived here all my life, and I'm no longer moving as I did in the past. So that's what's going to happen. Well, there was a farmer, a potter, one of the two, um, digging for some soil and struck his shell, which startled the tortoise. And he decided it was no longer safe where he was. So he moved to safer ground. And the, the moral, essentially, is just stating that, you know, change is a law of nature. We must accept the law. You know, we can change, or we don't have to change, but you'll be affected either way. Same about our lives, our businesses, and our, our livelihoods, for that matter. So hopefully you'll be able to take a couple nuggets from this podcast and we will uh, check in with you tomorrow, which is uh, the end of the week. So hopefully I will uh, be in a, a good state tomorrow. I have a lot of stuff going on, so I want to make sure I reach out to you all. So in the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon.